This podcast is brought to you by Ideate and Execute. Do you want to drive innovation in your organization, futurize your enterprise, ideate massively valuable new products, or execute them to market? Then contact us today at ideateandexecute.com and get started. Why listen to the past when you can listen to the future? future. future. I'm your host, Chris Kalabukas, and once again, we're coming at you live from deep, deep, deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California, the innovation capital of the world. We're talking innovation, startups, the future, not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. Show number 89, and hopefully we'll be getting back in the swing of things. So... I told you guys in my last episode that I took about a month off to sort of think, ponder, observe, absorb things around me, trying to understand where we're going, what we're doing, and what's happening. And in general, it's been very interesting. I talked last show about how we have become the Borg, how close to, it's funny how science fiction, (laughs) you you have to wonder if science fiction is actually predicting the future or becoming, or, or, or has become a blueprint for the future. Because if you think about what I said last episode about the, the, the species like the Borg, where, yes, we can see how we're all becoming hyper-connected to each other. And one of the things, you know, a lot of things from that Star Trek predicted future are, be- are coming to pass, you know, like communicators and things like that. But a construct like the Borg, somebody probably looked at it and said, well, you know what, the Internet... This is the early days of the internet. There was the mid-90s when they were coming up with this. Let's see the full extension of that. Let's see a species that's so highly interconnected that they've lost their individuality. Not only are we cyborgs, because I've already predicted that we're going to become cyborgs, and we're already cyborgs today. I mean, if you look at your phone, you can't live without your phone. You can't live without your smartphone, your Amazon Echo, your device that connects you to the rest of the world. You can't live without it. I mean, I was having a conversation with my wife at dinner the other day, and we were talking about something, and it's like, well, I don't know the answer to that. Let's look it up. I don't know the answer to that. Let's look it up. It's like Google is your dad, right? The internet is your dad. The internet is the font of all knowledge, and we are so connected to that now. We can't live without it. So yeah, we are cyborgs, and I've talked about that in a previous show. But not only are we cyborgs, we're also starting to lose our individuality. Which, as far as I'm concerned, is intimately connected with our humanity. And that's one thing I noticed. Another thing that I've noticed, it's very interesting. It's coming along (laughs) the whole 
virtual reality to augmented reality. And the differences between virtual reality and augmented reality, because you probably know this, you've seen in the news that Oculus Rift has finally on sale. You can finally go out now and pre-order an Oculus Rift. $600 and you need a high-end, super high-end gaming machine to use this. Now, I saw this and I thought, the pattern is repeating. It's interesting. People say, how do you predict the future? How can you come up with these brand new things? How can you see? Some of this stuff is brand new and some of this stuff is just sort of mapping things out and looking towards sort of taking this specific thing and then mapping it out and saying what's the what's the extension of that but others are let's just look at what's happened already and watch the cycle occur and this is happening this happened already virtual reality versus augmented reality has already happened and you're going, what are you talking about? I'll tell you what I mean. Do you remember when music first became digitized? When music first became, went from people playing instruments to so the synthesizer. I mean, everyone knows of the Moog, Moog synthesizer, Robert Moog, who invented the synthesizer. When they first invented the synthesizer, what they did was they started making the synthesizer made sounds of their own brand new sounds that nobody's ever heard nobody's ever heard these sounds before and they were weird they were alien they were foreign they were strange it's like the theremin the theremin was invented we had weird alien strange sounds coming out of these electronic devices and those were cool for a time but they didn't really become ultra successful until somebody figured out how to sample reality. They used the technology to sample the reality, not to create new things out of nothing, which is what the original synthesizers were, but to sample an existing sound and play with it. They took reality and augmented. It went from a virtual reality, which is virtual reality music, if you ask me, something like a synthesizer, which makes a beep, boop, 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 beep, boop, 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 tones. And they could be really sophisticated electronic sounds to taking real sounds and modifying them, augmenting them, changing them. So they went from synthesizers to sampling. And sampling shot up like crazy. Sampling became way, way, way more prevalent than the pure electronic sounds that the synthesizer was creating. So looking back at that pattern, looking back at the pattern of music, how did music evolve electronically? It went from sounds that you never heard before being created, generated by a computer to the computer augmenting sounds that already pre-exist in the world. Artificial intelligence. For At the beginning, AIs were, let's create new brains that can think for themselves. And we went on and on and on 
trying to create these new artificial intelligences, which never went anywhere. We were never able to create brand new artificial life forms out of nothing. Research in that area stalled for the longest time, years and years and years. And then I read the other day that, I mean, you must have heard this about um, IBM's Watson beating the top Jeopardy player, the top chess player, and suddenly we're seeing great strides in artificial intelligence. Why are we seeing these artificial intel- these great strides in artificial intelligence? I'll tell you, the exact same reason why we're seeing these great strides in augmented reality in music. We saw the great strides in music once reality started being modified. Once we learned, once the computers learned from reality and created the music, that music skyrocketed. Once AI learns from reality, instead of something to create a new intelligence, map out the human brain, map out intelligence that already exists, map out humanity, create a new version. <laughs> I'm telling you, Star Trek predicted all this. Do you remember the episode Ultimate Computer where the scientist imp- imprinted his engrams, his brain engrams on the computer. So basically created another version of himself, cloned himself into the computer, and that became the artificial intelligence. But if you think about it, that's the same thing. We, cr- we took humanity and duplicated it into a computer, and now artificial intelligence research is skyrocketing. It's going great. It's, we're modeling humanity instead of creating something new. And now it's the same thing for virtual reality. Virtual reality, we're going through that same cycle. The very first thing that we do is we create alternate worlds that do not exist. Then we move from the alternate worlds that do not exist into worlds that we have, we exist in but are slightly modified. So who's going to win? It's going to be a blend of augmented and virtual reality. But I think in the end, augmented reality is going to win because we still, we're still attached to our reality unless we evolve out of that. And we are starting to evolve. I can see the evolution occurring even now as we speak. As I mentioned in the last episode, we are evolving into a brand new species of humanity. And as I've talked before, we are not physically evolving like Mother Nature intended for us to evolve, but we are evolving electronically. We are evolving ourselves by providing ourselves with these tools that give us this hyper-connectivity to every other human being on the planet and every other bit of information on the planet. We have become Homo Nexus, the ultra-connected human. And how is that going to affect everything? It's going to see, this is the pattern is that we look at creating new things using technology. And then we pushed those boundaries, and then we realize at some point, wait a minute, why am I creating something brand new through technology when I can just take what's already there and modify it using technology, recreate it using technology, take reality and revise it using technology. And this is why I feel that augmented reality will win out over virtual reality at all points. Even the virtual reality headsets that we're 
we're going to be sitting in and looking around, we're going to be seeing things like virtual rooms. We're not going to be floating around in space. We might, but that's not where humans are. Maybe eventually at some point we'll be floating around in space. We need to be grounded. We need to be connected. Eventually, we may be able to evolve ourselves into that space. But right now, that's where we're going. And this cycle occurs every time. So if you think about it, if you're experimenting with a brand new technology, something totally new, something completely different, something completely out of the box, something completely foreign and strange to everybody in the world, then think about how you can use that same technology instead to morph reality to what you want, to your requirements. Morph reality to what you need. Because that's going to be the next evolution of the thing that you're doing. That's it for me for today. See you next time. And until then, don't forget to think future. Future.